So this morning we're going to talk about chivalry and how to treat a woman. Well, last week we, we talked about this whole thing about before trying to find the right person, it's a really good thing that you become the right person. Because if you find the right person in life that you want to, uh, say, marry or whatever, um, if you find the right person but you're not the right person, your chances of being married to the right person is very slim, Yes. And so we need to work on the fact that in all relationships, whether it be uh, dating, whether it be marriage, whether it be uh, parents and kids or friends or whatever, if you want to have a relationship with somebody in a right kind of relationship, then you've got to become the right person to have that relationship. There's no point you pursuing a, to have a friendship with somebody who's someone that you think is going to be a great friend if you don't be a great friend yourself. And so it's so important that we do that, but this morning I want to I want to look at part two of this, and this message is called "In a League of Her Own," and we're going to talk about women this morning, and I think that's appropriate because it's Mother's Day. But let me just read you a scripture first and foremost. It's in one Corinthians thirteen eleven. It says this: When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. And I think that it's such an important scripture to understand because if we really look at a lot of relationships and the way that people treat different sorts of relationships, I think a lot of relationships, people are very childish about how they think relationships should be. We, we, we see that in the movies where they find the right person and then they live happily ever after. That's called a fairy tale, not real life. And if we approach relationships with a fairy tale mentality, a childish reality, then your relationships will never work. And so it's really important, especially us guys, that we learn today that we can't be childish in the way that we treat relationships. And so I do want to speak to guys today. And so women, you can sit back and relax and enjoy yourselves, although some of this might be really important to you too. Um, but I really want to talk to guys today about putting away our childish ways and the way that we treat women and we treat relationships and becoming the men and treating women the way that we're meant to be. Now, it's not pick on guy week, okay? So I don't want to see any elbows coming from people. Uh, maybe you want to make a seat space between you and your wife just for a moment. Uh, you know, it's not about pick on uh, guys week. What I want to do this morning is I want, to, I want to hopefully encourage and inspire you guys to step up and be the men that you should be. Because whether you like it or not, and whether society likes it or not, the reality is, is that men, you set the pace in your relationships. The reality is a guy sets the pace in the relationships, and so therefore, in my opinion, and I believe in biblical opinion, that we are more responsible for how that relationship happens and the state of that relationship. And so I want to I wanna talk to you this morning, not not about how we think we should treat women, but what the Bible says about how women should be treated in a way that will hopefully help us to view women in the right way, and not just the one you're dating, and not just the one you're married to, I'm talking about how we treat all women, all right? You're with me this morning? Don't be quiet on me this morning, because then I'll just have to wait until you talk to me. And the reason why it's so important that we understand how women should be treated is because the reality is, is that we live in a society that unfortunately men has taught us to treat women as a commodity. That's just the reality. We tr we've been taught to treat women 
as a commodity. A woman is someone that you value to a certain point until it doesn't have any value anymore, and then we trade her in just like we would the car for something of a greater value. That's the reality of what society teaches us. Come on, don't, be, don't stare at me this morning like you're shocked about this. We see it in every TV program you view, every movie you view, and it's become something in reality in our worlds where, where women have been treated as a commodity, and the message that is sent to men, especially week after week, day after day in our society, is that, that women are a commodity. And the problem is, is that when we are taught that and when we embrace that, what we end up doing is we end up having men with men's bodies but childlike behavior. And no one wants to be married to a child. And so today I want to help you change your view of women. And some things that I say today flies in the face of what society would tell us or the flies in the face of culture today. Some of you are going to think that I'm old-fashioned, that nobody does this anymore, that nobody thinks like this anymore but you're going to discover that actually this is the right way to think. This is the right way to do things because it's the biblical way. And for us to understand where Jesus is coming from, we need to understand that in Jesus' time, women were a commodity. Women were something that were traded and treated. They were brought and sold and traded, and prostitution was legal. In fact, it was encouraged in Jesus' day. In the Roman and Greek world, the richer you were, the more female slaves you had. So if you were wealthy, you had a whole heap of female slaves, and you had them basically so that you could do anything you wanted with them. You could sell them, you could kill them, you could do whatever you wanted with them, but the more female slaves you had in Jesus' time, the more wealthy you were. So there's this epidemic of the treatment of women when Jesus arrives on the scene, and, and the Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter, and when they speak into this, women in Jesus' time had no status, they had no voice. It was absolutely horrible, and you're like, well, that's not like today, but it is like today. We live in a society where that is the case. We, we think that the feminist movement is actually helping women, but at its extreme, it actually doesn't help women. It actually works against women. You've gone quiet on me this morning. It works against them because the reality is, is that God created the two become one, the two to help each other, to be the balance to the other person and extreme feminism says that we're not different, we're the same, and you're not. Men are not women and women are not men, no matter what they tell you. I'm actually trans-slender. <laughs> I identify as a skinny person. And this culture that we have today, and women, seriously, if you just have to watch MTV or some of the music videos to see that women are treated as commodity. I mean, I just got back from Hawaii, and can I say this, with all the love I have in my heart, um, short shorts and a bra is not an outfit to go out in public in. I went into, we went into a place to have breakfast at a restaurant, and there's a woman there, and I say woman because she's probably in her late 20s, in the restaurant in her G-string bikini having breakfast. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's just not cool. And so as much as I believe that men need to learn how to treat women properly, women need how to treat themselves properly. Because if you dress like that, you're going to attract men that will treat you. Let's not go there. And so into this culture that Jesus walked into, into this culture that 
Jesus spoken to, that Peter spoken to, that the Apostle Paul spoken to, and to how women should be treated. And the thing is, is this, is that women flocked in Jesus' time, flocked to the churches because Christian men were taught the right way to treat women. And so they flocked to the churches because women got treated so well in the life of the church. And I think that today in our society with so much domestic violence and all that sort of thing going on in our world and domestic violence in New Zealand has only increased in the last 12 to 24 months, not decreased. When you put all that into perspective, the church should be the place where a woman can come and feel like they're treated with value and honor and a place where they feel safe. And in Jesus' day, the women flocked to the churches because the Christian men knew how to treat women. And so I think we've got to get back to the ways of that God has taught us to treat women. And uh, we're just going to start with John 13, 34 to 35, which is not about women, it's about all of us. And it says this, a new command, Jesus said, I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so Jesus is basically saying here is like, we're all, we're all equal. There's no difference. He's speaking into a culture where women were treated as a commodity. And he's saying, no, no, there's no difference between men and women. How you love one another reflects how much you love me. And you need to love each one as I have loved you. Whether they be male, female, or whether they be Greek or Jew or whatever they may be, you've got to love them in the way that I've loved you. Peter says this, a little bit of an instruction to husbands, but I think it's an instruction for all of us. In 1 Peter 3, 7, it says, Husbands, in the same way be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect. I mean, it's quite a, a weird thing that Peter would say to them, treat them with respect, because doesn't everybody treat their wives with respect? Well, back in this day, women weren't treated with respect. If a woman walked into the room, men would turn their back on her as if she wasn't even there and not even talk to her. We shouldn't have to tell people to treat women with respect, but the reality is women are not treated with respect in a lot of cases. And so Peter is saying here, you've got to to treat your wives with respect. And you've got to treat them all that way. All women, not just, not just the one you're dating or the one you're married to, but all women should be treated with respect. And this word respect here in the Greek literally means to assign them with honor. To assign someone with honor is to give value to them. Not to take value away from them, but to give value to them. And so he's saying here, Peter is saying, he says, husbands, Treat them with respect, treat them with honor, treat them with value, honor them, value them, uh, you know, love on them. Peter has to say, you know, this to them because the reality is, is that they, they didn't treat them with respect. And when you view women in your lives, he's saying when you view the woman in your lives, I want you to assign honor to them. I want you to treat them respectfully. I want you to love on them. And I know that some of you might be like, you know, but Pete, you don't know my wife. (laughs) It's really serious here this morning. But the reality is this, is that it says here, treat them with respect. 
a sign honor to them. It goes on and says this further in verse 7. It says, as the weaker partner. Now, ladies, don't get all bent up on this right now, okay? This is literally what Peter is saying here when he says weaker partner. Is he's saying here, when it comes to an arm wrestle, he's probably going to beat you. It's a physical thing. It's not a mental thing. Come on, it's not a spiritual thing. It's not a soul thing. It's not an emotional thing. It's purely a physical thing. And I, and I say this this morning about treating with respect and because and they are the weaker one because the reality is what Peter is saying here is that when it comes to your physical strength, guys, when it comes to your ability of physical strength, he's saying, you know, use your strength, use your power, use that physical uh, leverage that you have for the weak, not for yourselves, but for those that need you for the sake of somebody else. Use it for the sake of your wife. Use that physical strength that you have, not for domination, but for uplifting, for encouraging, for helping, for nurturing. For He's not talking about using it in a way that you become dominant, but in a way that your strength helps the weak. And the reality is, is that, guys, we need to make sure that we're using our physical strength in the right, right way. goes on and it says this, a little bit later in verse and it says, as is with you in the gracious gift of life. In other words, Peter is saying to the men in this time where women were treated so badly, he's saying to them, you know, the woman in your lives, and I say this to you today as well, that all the women in your lives have the same heavenly father as you have. You are not superior to them. You are not better than them. You are not greater than them. You are joint ears with them. They are joint ears with you. They are of equal value. They are of equal position. They are of equal place when it comes to the kingdom. When you are standing eyeball to eyeball with any woman in your world or in your life or in the world, the reality is, is that you need to remind yourself that you're not just seeing someone, but you're seeing someone created in the image of God. It's, it's not just a woman or a person, it's someone who's been created in the very image of God. It's somebody that God gave his life for. He didn't just give his life for some and for others, he gave his life for everyone. And I think that when you understand that every woman that you encounter is created in the image of God and that God laid down his life for them, whether they know him or whether they don't know him, whether they've asked him to be their Lord and Savior or not, he still died for them on the cross. When you understand that they are created in his image, that he is their heavenly father, and that he died on the cross for them, just like he did for me, then it ought to, ought to trigger something on the inside of you that says, man, I, I need to make sure that I am treating them well. I, I kind of put it this way. I, God spoke this to me years ago when it came to Trinity and I, and um, we, we celebrated 25 years, married last week, which was awesome, and it doesn't feel like 25 years, it feels like five minutes with someone amazing as Trinity. Uh, but the way that I see this when he's saying, hey guys, treat them with respect, because they're weaker and they, they need your strength to protect them, not to dominate them, and they are joint ears with you, they're just of greater value. It's, it's almost like the picture that I kind of get and the thing that God kind of said to me is that she was my daughter before she was your wife. And so the picture I kind of get is like 
God sitting on the porch of the house and me coming to pick up Trinity and him saying, hey, go, off you go, have fun, enjoy yourselves while he's sitting there cleaning his gun on the porch. That's the picture I get. And I think when it comes to women, all women, whether you're dating them, marry them, or whether you're just working with them, they're God's daughter. They're God's kid. And I don't know about you, but if you don't treat my daughter well, you and I are going to have a problem. Just getting that out there. Any single... <laughs> but here's the big thing. He says, treat them with respect. Don't use your physical strength to dominate, but to help them. Understand that they're joint ears with Christ, with you, that you're not superior to them. Here's the clincher. It says this. All of that to say this so that your, nothing will hinder your prayers. Nothing will hinder your prayers. So am I understanding this right, that, that God won't answer your prayers if you don't get this treating woman right? Scripture teaches us that if we don't treat women the way that God intended us to treat women, men, your prayers won't be answered. And some of you maybe have prayers that you wanted God to answer for so long and you're wondering why he's not answering and it's because maybe of the way that you're treating the woman in your world and because he's saying here based on how you treat women determines on whether I answer your prayers or not, this then really means it's really a big, big deal. It's a really big deal. You're so quiet with me this morning. But here's the thing, oh, single guys, this is not just for married guys, this is for you as well. You know, the girls that you are attracted to, the girls that you aren't attracted to, the girls that are attracted to you that you're not attracted to, the girl that you went out on a date and you said you call her but you never called her back, that girl, that woman, every single one of them, every single single woman you ever meet is your responsibility to treat them with honour and respect because they are daughters of God, of your heavenly Father, and the Bible teaches us that we are accountable to him for how we treat them. And we need to make sure that we get this right. And so for the next few minutes, I just want to help guys out just for a little bit. I'm talking about a couple of things that you need to address in your world so that you can start to treat women right where you renew your mind and then just give you one thing that I think that will help you. And basically, one simple thing that you can do that will help you transform and change. Are you doing okay this morning? Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about this morning, and if I offend you this morning, it's okay, you'll get over it. The first thing is, is this. What do you entertain yourself with? What do you entertain yourself with? So let's pick on your playlist, your music. If you have something in your playlist that talks about women as bitches or whores, then friend, you need to delete that. And you need to delete it forever. Now, the reason why I say that is this, because if you understand something about countries where there has been genocide or slavery, it always starts the same way. Someone comes along and dehumanizes somebody by ascribing a label or a name to that person. So in Rwanda, the Hutis decided that the Tusis would be called cockroaches, and they never called them by Tusi, they always called them cockroaches and so they decided that because they were cockroaches they weren't human 
So therefore they could squash him and kill him and destroy him. And 800,000 Tutsi were murdered and killed and raped and murdered and killed because they had decided that they weren't human, they're cockroaches. They're not people. Every genocide that has ever happened has happened because people have allowed labeling of people to cause them to be dehumanized. And if there's anything that we should do as Christians, whether it be men or women or whatever, is we should never allow the labeling of people to reduce them from being who they were created in, in Christ Jesus, in the image of God. We should never reduce that. I hate the labeling that even our our health system does where we label, and I understand that we've got to diagnose people, but we can so label people with labels that they think, oh, this is who I am. No, no, no. You're created in the image of God, not the label that a doctor has given you, not the label that a man has given you, not the label that your parents have given you. You are created in the image of God. God is your heavenly Father. You are labeled. You have His signature on your life. You are who He says you are, not who other people say you are. And guys, here's the thing. If we continue to entertain ourselves with terminology and, f- and phrases that talk about women as whores and bitches, then friend, I'm telling you now, and some of you are upset that I've said those words this morning, but you'll get over yourself. I'm telling you now that if you allow that terminology around you, that eventually you're going to give yourself permission to treat them that way. The same way that the Hooties gave themselves permission to treat the Tutsis that way. By the label that you give them. Now, some of you are like, man, Craig, you're a little intense this morning. You just got to understand that this is just kind of how it rolls these days. It's kind of the culture that we have now. It's kind of our style. You know, that's why rap is crap, because it does a whole lot of that conversation. There's a reason why rap rhymes with crap, because there's a reason why country music is only good played backwards, because you get your dog back, your house back, your wife back, everything back. <laughs> Craig, you don't understand, you're, you're making a big deal out of my playlist, it's just, it's just the culture, it's just the style we have now. Well, let me give you a news flash. not all cultures are equal, not all cultures are equal. A culture that refers to a woman that way is a culture that is of lesser value than the culture that says that every woman is created in the image of God. Any culture that reduces woman to that is a lesser culture than the culture that says that women are created in the image of God. God is their heavenly father and the same Jesus that died for you is the same Jesus that died for them. In fact, a superior culture is a Christian culture with Christian men who lead the way in treating women the right way. Any other way teaches you to treat women less than how God has called you to treat them. I want to encourage you, if you've got some stuff on your playlist or whatever that just speaks a woman badly, you need to delete that. You need to make sure that what you're listening to labels them correctly. Yes? That their sons, that their daughters, not sons, that their daughters are God. That they're created in his image. The second thing, guys, that you've got to watch out for is erotic imagery. It's going to get quiet now. The thing about erotic imagery, and we're basically talking about pornography here, is here's the thing. Is that every time you sit down and entertain yourself with pictures of naked women, you're actually going to school. You're going to a school that teaches you three things, guys. The first one is this. 
is that a real body isn't good enough. The body of a real woman is not good enough. Second thing that it teaches you is that one body is not good enough. And the third thing that it teaches you is that your wife's body is not good enough. Now you can be sitting here single guys and thinking, well, I don't have a wife. Yes, but one day you will. And I can tell you now, just by explaining those three things right here, right now, that there's a bunch of married guys here thinking right now, oh, that explains a lot. Because any guy that has looked at porn that has then got married has these lessons that they've learnt in the school that they're having to unlearn. And it'll affect your marriage. It'll affect your relationships. If you want a great marriage down the track, single guys, or you want a great marriage right now, married men, the best thing that you can do is check out of this school immediately because this school will set you up for extraordinary disappointment. It's just not real. It's fake. It's not the real world. Well, you might be like, oh, I'm not hurting anybody. What I do when I'm looking into my own private time is not hurting anyone. It's not doing any damage. But here's the thing. When the Vietnam War happened, the American government decided to supply their soldiers with as much cigarettes as they could smoke. And then a few, le- few years later, it was like, uh-oh, that's killing people. What we thought was okay is actually killing people. Oops. And now we live in a world that's trying to get rid of smoking altogether because we know it kills people, yes? And so for years, the Christian world, churches, pastors, leaders, Christian organizations have been saying for years and years and years that pornography is harming to people. And everyone around the world has said, oh, you uptight, anal, retentive Christians. You get upset about something that doesn't really matter, it's just harmless fun. Well, Just like it happened where they thought smokes and cigarettes for the Vietnam vets was going to be fine and then discovered a little bit later that they were killing them with lung cancer. Today, in this world, in our society right now, including our government and non-Christian organisations are now releasing studies that say that pornography is harmful. They're saying, oops, uh uh-oh, This is actually harmful because they've actually proven scientifically that pornography changes the chemical balance of a man's brain and it actually deadens your desire for a real woman. Oops. Oops, as marriages are destroyed. Oops, as real women can't compete with the false images that they show you on the screen. Oops, there's a pathway that leads nowhere. Good friend, they are now saying that this is the most harmful thing. It's like a drug And it's not coming from the Christian world anymore. It's coming from the non-Christian world, the scientific community that's saying to you, the stuff is not good. It's going to harm you. And here's the biggest problem with pornography is, guys, it leads us to treat women as a commodity. The very thing that Jesus was speaking against, that Peter was speaking against, that Paul is speaking against. And friend, they're not a commodity. They're made in the image of God. They're created in the image of God. They are loved by God. And we need to treat, make sure that we're treating women, all women, with respect and honor. Not just the one you're dating and not just the one that you're married to, but your mum and your sister and the office worker and the person at the 
supermarket checkout or the building site or wherever it is that they may be, every woman needs to be treated with respect and with honor. And so I want to help you do that this morning, guys. So I'm going to ask you to do one thing just for a moment. I'm going to give you a, a few seconds to think about it. As I want you to think of a woman that you've never met that you have a huge amount of respect for. That like, if you were asked if there's any woman you could ever have sit down and have dinner with and have a conversation with, this person would be that person. It's a person they have a huge amount of respect and honor for. I want to ask you this morning, who would that be? Who would that be? Just give you a few seconds to think about that for a moment. I'll tell you who mine would be. I wish that I was able to sit down and have a conversation or have dinner or hang out with Mother Teresa. I know she's, kind of, no, she's not around anymore, but she would be the one that I'd want to sit down with. What an amazing woman, yes? Amazing woman. Did incredible things. She's, the American government came to her towards the end of her life and said to her, hey, we want to we wanna put you up in a nice house and look after you and, 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 and look after you in the last stages of your life and really honor you for the great work that you've done in Calcutta and blah, 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 blah. And you know what her response was? Hey, no, it's all right, I'm going to stay here because, because here's the thing. When Jesus is all you've got, you realize that Jesus is all you need. What an incredible woman. What a great woman. And there's got to be some other woman in your world that you'd love to spend time with. I just got to spend seven days in Hawaii with an incredible woman. But here's the thing that I want to say to you that's going to help you when it comes to treating women. If you got to meet that woman that you're thinking of, if you got to be in her presence or at a social gathering, how would you know how to treat her? You don't need to be taught how to treat her. You know how that you should treat her, that person that you really honor, be it your mum or be it a Mother Teresa type figure. You know how to treat her. If I met Mother Teresa, it would be really easy. And here's a simple thing that I want you to take away today, guys. Is it's really, really easy to treat woman, all women with respect and honor by simply doing this. You defer. You defer. So if Mother, Mother Teresa came into the room and I was sitting down, I would stand up and, here, you have the seat. I don't have to be taught that. I know that that's the right thing to treat her with respect. She'd be like, oh, that's okay. You have the last cupcake. And I'll be like, no. No, 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 no. You have the cupcake. We would defer, wouldn't we? We would pull their chair out and help them sit down. We'd open their car door to help them into the car. We would defer. We know how to do this when it comes to the woman that we honor and we respect, but the Bible is saying this, is that this is how we should treat all women. Not just the one you're dating, and not just the one you're married to, and not just the one that gave birth to you, but all women. If you want to treat them the way that Christ would teach you to treat them, then defer, assign honor, put them first. That's how you treat, that's the very easy thing for you to remember so that you can learn how to treat women the way that the scripture teaches us to. Just defer. Just defer. Let them go first. Let them have the seat. 
defer. Show them honor. Because they're all made in the image of God and their heavenly father is our heavenly father and their savior is our savior. And the other thing that I do when I met Mother Teresa is when it came to the opportunity to meet her, my hand would go out and I would shake her hand and I would say what? It's an honor to meet you. It's an honor to meet you. If we could have that mindset, guys, if we could deal with our stuff that we listen to and the stuff that we watch and make sure that we're watching things that don't label women incorrectly, we make sure we deal with a pornography problem that we may have. And here's the thing, you shouldn't be ashamed about it because it's, it's just a problem that needs to be dealt with. Yeah? We don't talk about it because we're ashamed about it. And so we stay stuck in it, hoping that somehow it's going to get better. It won't get better. It's like being in the bottom of a, of a well and hoping somehow you're going to get out. You're not going to get out unless you ask for help. And anybody that judges you for having that issue just needs a slap. Because there's a bit of a statement that goes around that 90% of men struggle with it and 10% of them lie about it. So it's an issue that we all face. But we need to deal with it so that we make sure that we view women, women correctly and not as commodities. And a really easy thing that you and I can do is just to defer. We can do that. If we just have this mindset of every time we meet a woman, it's like it's an honor to meet you. It's an honor to meet you. Here, you have the seat. Here, you have the last cupcake. Here, you, you have... I had a bit of an issue on, on our uh, night of our anniversary, 25th wedding anniversary, took Trini out to a really nice restaurant and uh, started to have this issue happening in our meal as the creme brulee came out for dessert. I had the view of where the middle line was in the dessert so that we were sharing the dessert. I thought, I'll defer and I'll let her eat her half first. The problem was, is she started overextending into my half. I had to grab the creme brulee and shift it to my side of the table before it all disappeared. And then she looks at me and she goes, is that your way of saying I can't have any more? <laughs> no, honey. Push the creme brulee back towards her. I started from this side. I'm pretty sure she had three quarters of it. <laughs> I only had a quarter. Creme brulee is my favorite dessert and it was the best creme brulee I've ever had in my life. But, but you know what? A quarter is better than nothing. But here's the thing, just in that moment, God spoke to me and said, what are you doing? This is your 25th wedding anniversary. This is the woman you love. She was my daughter first before she was wife. And you're going to have an issue with her about creme brulee? Defer. Defer. No, honey, you have it. You have it. Because here's the thing, single guys, that you need to understand. 
it may be old-fashioned the way that I'm talking, but there ain't a woman in this room that wouldn't find a man that treats her, that's a gentleman towards her that wouldn't find him incredibly attractive. There's not a woman in this room that does not want to be treated with respect. There's not a woman in this room that does not want to be treated with honor. And if we can break down the psyche that our society has taught us, and even some wrong biblical teaching where the husband is the head of the home. I hate that teaching. It's so incorrect, it's not what the Bible's teaching. Husband is the head of the home in the way of protection and security and using his physical strength to look after her, not to dictate to her. He doesn't make all the decisions and you just go, oh, I'm under his umbrella. It's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible says that she is your helpmate, the one who comes alongside, not the one who comes under. Can I, I have to say that because some of you have been taught so wrong for so long. And if you view her as a helpmate instead of an inferior, then she'll actually be your helpmate instead of a pain in your rear end because if you don't treat her with respect, she's not going to treat you with respect. But if you would honor her and assign honor to her and love on her and be a gentleman to her and defer to her, she won't have any problem with loving you because there ain't a woman in the world that doesn't want to be treated the way that the scripture teaches us to treat them. And there's nothing more attractive to a woman than a man that treats her the way that God intended, that understands that she's created in the image of God, that she is God's daughter first before she was ever your girlfriend ever your mum, ever your sister, ever your workmate, God's daughter first. Whether she knows Christ or doesn't know Christ, he still died for her. He valued her so much that he gave her life. And if we could just treat every woman like that with the idea that, you know what, I defer and it's an honor to meet you. I wanna tell you, this world will change. Domestic violence in this nation would change. Here's the problem, guys. When you start being a gentleman and acting that way, I guarantee probably inside three months you're going to meet the woman of your dreams. Or they'll tell you they're the woman of your dreams. Can I just suggest this? If you've had bad relationship experiences, you know that you have not really treated women the way that you should. I want to suggest this to you. Take a year out don't date anyone for 12 months and just learn to rearrange your thinking so that you actually becomes part of your DNA that you're a defer person and that you're a it's an honor to meet you person and then get back into it and you'll find that you'll find the person that you're looking for because you've become the person they're looking for